This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we need a last-minute miracle. Plus, Biz is better with kids. Teresa opens a new chapter, and we talk to Beth Newell, the co-founder of The Reductress and host of the podcast, We Knows Parenting. Woo! Uh, Hello, Teresa. Halloween is over. Now it's (laughs) November when the show comes out. Thanksgiving (laughs) is coming just around the corner. Have you planned your holidays? No. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm good. A lot of stuff happened last week. Oh, so I have a five-year-old now. I know. Happy that, birthday, Oscar. Happy birthday, Oscar. Yeah. What's um, crazy about that is that means that I'm about to have a five-year-old too. I, I couldn't believe it. It's it's really when you said cool. five. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's five. a really big deal. It five is. is a really big deal. I think he, it is. He seems older. Yeah. He literally does. Like, and uh, it's been, and it's happened like in the past month that I'm like, oh my god. Like, yeah, babe. You're five. You're a kid. <laughs> you're a kid. You're a full-blown kid. So he had a great birthday. That was really, really great. He wanted his he wanted his birthday. Grace asked him what he wanted the theme to be for his birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, guys. I don't bake. I don't ever bake the cakes. But we always <laughs> get we always get a cake according to what somebody wants their their cake to look like. He said he wanted his birthday cake themed himself. Oh, which that's I thought great. was the best thing I'd I'm ever the heard. Best. And I remembered that you can get a yeah. cake with a photograph printed on it now. Oh, so, so we did good. that. Oh, so good. It was so good. That's, it was so good. Now I only want birthday cakes with my face on it. Right. Forever. Why would you want anything else? Really, I don't know. I think, think that should be it. what a parent does all the time for themselves to recognize their <laughs> yes. birthday. Yes. It's me. It's me. I'm the See cake. Me? Yeah. See me? Happy birthday, me! <laughs> and then the other bigger news even than that is that we uh, found a school for Grace. Uh, yeah, it's oh, so crazy. Glad. She spent three days visiting last week, <laughs> which was a little nerve-wracking, but she actually really likes it there and oh. wants to go to school there. So <laughs> my mind is blown. Yeah. Um, and... I, I don't know what is to come, but yeah. this is a new chapter. So It is a new chapter. Yeah. So I hope it's one that. of those chapters that is nice and long yeah. and it but it but it doesn't feel long because sure. it's so good. You just want to keep reading just it. Just enjoyable. Just keep yeah. turning that page. Yeah. Ah. Yes. I'm so glad. That's big. It's huge. That's huge. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad that. All of your problems are now solved. Yeah, my problems are solved. <laughs> no more. I'm pretty sure I'm done. Yeah, now. I think you're done. I can just leave now? <laughs> can I leave? Yep. Can I go? <laughs> We're out of milk. How are you? I'm good. I had this like realization uh, a couple of weeks ago where I was like, something's different. Something's different in how I feel as a parent, besides mm. the medication and therapy. It was something else was going on, and I was trying to put my finger on it. And that's when I realized I have two kids in the house. Mm. I don't have any more babies in the house. Yeah. And I am not having two kids in the house at you. I realized I this know. was a contentious thing. I was okay. like, you still have a baby. But there's it's no okay. baby. Right. And I've said, 
I don't really do babies and uh-huh. I don't do infants. It's not yeah. my like happy place. Yeah. It's not, I don't relate to babies uh-huh. very well, but I love kids. Uh-huh. And I, I think when I thought I was going to be a parent, I was just going to have kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. But now I have kids, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this more. Ooh. Like, I cool. enjoy kids. Okay. And to have Ellis bump up into sort of yeah. kid world yeah. is really nice. It's really good. And I can feel the shift. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I mean, so he's good. still like, you know, oh, did one brick fall off of your house? I'm going to have a total meltdown. Yeah. But overall. Yeah. You, there's a there's a change in the air. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It is really interesting. Uh, and that I would share it. And I will say that we did just get through with Halloween, mm-hmm. which was exciting. But I think there's something about Halloween that made me think a little bit of the topic we're going to talk about today, which is I need a last minute miracle. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. I need a last-minute miracle. Not me, personally, but I, as a child... I'm going to come to you at the very last minute, if you're lucky, the night before. If you're not lucky, five minutes before you walk out the door, and I'm going to tell you I need something Mm -hmm. that is very important that I have. Mm -hmm. Like for Halloween, maybe your child informs you what they want their costume to be at the last minute, or they've changed their whole... And if they don't have that costume, the life is over, Mm -hmm. right? But there's, like, school projects. Mm -hmm. There are, (laughs) I was thinking of the, like, last minute, oh, mom, it's crazy, dress like a historical figure pajama day today. (laughs) What do you have for me? (laughs) Right? Like that. And so I wanted to talk about about that experience as parents, like, getting the last minute, be it a permission slip, be it, like, money due, a project, a costume, whatever. What are we supposed to do as parents? And I'm going to start by asking, have you had this experience yet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe a slight difference or a a particular thing about my situation is that, you know, Gracie has been having a hard time in school, you know, pretty much since day one. But like beginning with first grade, that was when the teachers very specifically told us, yeah, we don't want you to come to their rescue and right. like bring the thing that they left behind or like, rem- you know, right. remind them of, you know, picking up their homework and their homework folder yeah. or, you know, if they forget it one day, that's OK. Right. We're, we're helping them learn. So just please don't come to their rescue. They need to, like, <laughs> learn. They need to learn to do this stuff, which, like, makes so it much makes sense. so it much 100% sense. It 100% makes sense. <laughs> Unless you have the kid who where the homework never comes home. Yeah. It hasn't come home ever this whole school year. Your kid goes to a school without homework. They must not have any homework. The homework, the homework folder, for there have been periods of... 
time where the homework folder never left her backpack. Yeah. It was just in her backpack yeah. when she went to school, filled with stuff that I signed painstakingly yeah. filled out Ugh. and signed yeah. and returned. And then it would come home the same day with the same stuff. And this would just happen over <laughs> and over and over and over again. And then, you know, it's going to be a little while before my kids are going to be the ones yeah. to remember that they have something due. So the message to me doesn't usually, it's the same thing. It's yeah. just, I'm not getting the message from them five minutes before we leave the house. Right. I'm getting it as like an email from, from the room the parent yeah. five minutes before we <laughs> yeah. leave the house. And literally like it's, sometimes it's that I didn't check my email the night sure. before, but sometimes it's because the email got sent that morning yeah. at 7.40 a.m. Yeah. Saying like, oh, don't forget, there's a field trip today. Remember, your kids' food <laughs> right. should be in a paper bag. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I I guess I would say that in, in my life, I started out feeling like I wanted to be careful not to be too helicoptery in those situations. Right. But I'm now at the point where <laughs> I, I feel like I've it's sort of work for you. I've almost yeah. been just like robbed of the opportunity to be helicopter because it's actually it's just not it's yeah. not even possible. Yeah. Well, I also just not think, I was thinking about that whole like we're trying to teach them you know, yeah. from the school. And I think like even, you know, a kid who really wants to get it right every yeah. day for what, whatever that means, even that there was Always. I mean, Katie Bell, like, up until third grade, it'd be like, where's your folder? Because, like, there'd yeah. be, like, a folder that came home once a week yeah. with, like, information. Like, oh, uh-huh. Where's your folder? Like, where's the blue folder? Or, you know, do you have homework? Or where's the yeah. reading log? Right? Yeah. Like, I always asked because oh, yeah. I didn't want to be surprised by the—and the, I think this is what we're going to get into yeah. is, one, I must say that when it comes to school-related stuff, obviously— some responsibility falls on me if I'm yeah. not reading the emails, yes. right? Like, yes. that doesn't mean that some emails don't come in at the last minute or I just didn't pay attention. Like, there's a variety of circumstances and situations that happen yes. all the time okay, yes. in our world that may not make me the best at remembering what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. <laughs> However, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> this uh-huh. show is about my kid coming to me at the last minute and saying I need a costume. Mm-hmm. And I think... The core of this, like, is do I let my kid deal with the repercussions of not remembering or not telling me or not asking soon enough, or do I help my kid do it? And some of that, I think, is age, right? Like, some is, no, my five-year-old is not going to understand the concept of, well, next time you're going to remember more. I just (laughs) just don't think that's how his brain works. Yeah. But, you know, as they get older... There may be a time to say, I'm so sorry that you forgot it. Yeah. Now, as wise as that sounds, uh-huh. I have definitely not done that yet. I yeah. am a last minute quarterback. Like, we'll do it. Let's yeah. get we'll it. Find a way done. to do it. Yeah. And for me, that feels like the right thing yeah. to do. But we also know that, like, you know, I'm a crafter, I'm a maker, I'm a, you know, yeah. there's nothing. I, I quote unquote can't fix. Yeah, and maybe you like doing stuff under pressure sometimes. I me probably. Yeah, but simultaneously with that comes like as the kids get older, if they give me something like that or they ask for something like that, and I do it, and I'm helping them with mm-hmm. it. As they get older, if they're not 
also involved in helping, mm-hmm. I do not want to do that anymore. Like right. it's it's I don't I don't mind helping them figure out last minute happens, let's yeah. get it together and make something work. Yeah. But I also don't want to teach the lesson that you have no responsibility yeah. in this and I'll, I'll take, come to your rescue. Take care yeah. of it. Well, I think what you're what you're making me think about is like kind of what you're doing right now is showing them this is how you can be in the world. Yeah. Like if you find out that you forgot something and at the last minute it's not ready, but you still have like five minutes, you can still do something. Yeah. You can still get it together and make it happen. Like you're, you're kind of like showing yeah. them, you're modeling that for them. Yeah. And then like eventually you hope that yeah. if they get into that situation, <laughs> they'll be doing that themselves. Cause they'll remember right. like, Oh yeah. Like I can rally. I yeah. can just like get this. I can, I can rally. do it. You know, yeah. like I know I can do this. Whereas, like, if now you were just like, well, it's too late now. We're not going to be able to. And that kind of teaches <laughs> yeah. them that, that way of handling yeah. things. But I totally agree. Like, what what happens in between? Twain. Like, where is because the transition from you yeah, like, fixing it fix, and helping it happen yeah. and them Because I think there is some validity to, yeah. well, sorry. You know, like, I think yeah. there there is something to that. I mean, I, I wouldn't fault, you know, somebody... For saying that to their kid, no matter how old their kid was. You know what I mean? Because right. that is a different way to handle it. It's the old, like, they're not going to learn if they don't, you know, yeah. fail or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird balance. And I sometimes wonder, like, what would you do? Because you and I, I don't know how. I, I feel like we're not similar sometimes yeah. in the I can fix all problems. I carry snacks all the times in my bag. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I really hate doing stuff under pressure. Time pressure really gets to me. And I would probably, if I'm in a situation where it's like, well, either it's not going to happen or you're going to be a little late for school, I would probably do the like weighing it out and say like, okay, look, at the ages that my kids are at right now, if it was something where I forgot to like check their homework with them. Right. And like I for and like I knew that there was a family project due because a lot of the projects that in first and second grade are family projects. projects. They really are not like intended for the kids to do it themselves. Then if I felt I had some responsibility that way, I would probably say, Hey, look, you're gonna go to school and we're gonna let your teacher know that yours is coming tomorrow. Or I would like look at the schedule and say like you know what we can actually knock this out in 25 minutes (laughs) and you'll be half an hour late for school yeah and that'll be totally fine today and we'll just do that and like I think maybe it's more about remaining calm Mm, like I remember um when I was in like middle school age I went to a like a parochial like catholic school for a few years and they gave a lot of homework, like hours and hours of homework. And yeah. there were some nights where I would cry, just Ugh. cry and cry at the end of the night because I was so tired and there was still more to do. And there were a few times that my mom was like, I'm just going to write you a note. Yeah. And I, and I remember like sometimes feeling like my teacher did not like that and like right. feeling bad about it. And I just remember my mom saying like, look, you've done as much as you can do. Like you can't, at a certain point, you can't do more. You can't do more. Right. So it is what it is. Like there's nothing for you to feel bad about in this situation. You've just done what you can do. So like, I think there's something about, and it's, 
it's more just about her how she how she acted yeah. that made me feel better I think so yeah. like I think it's As more like so why the fuck did yeah. you forget this yeah or like this is so stressful why do they give so much homework like right. this is yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. just like freaking why out why would you forget to tell me this yeah. this is a big deal yeah. yeah like I think that almost it may not even um, matter too much whether you end up helping them do it you end up writing them a note yeah you end up letting them just go to school without it like what you do as long as you're just yeah. like hey this is a thing that happened what yeah. can we learn from this like, I kind of forgot about the magic of the I'm gonna write you a note yeah I haven't like that's like a that that's was a like sec- middle school yeah though. but that's like, still like a secret parent weapon yeah that is super yeah awesome that we can wield yeah at some point yeah I love that. But I also think that you're right. I think some of it is about how we approach it when it happens, which can't always be, it's not always easy to regulate. No. Because it's usually, again, yeah. right when you're ready to go relax. Like, let's yeah. say it's a Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, everybody's going to bed, and yeah. I'm going to get to finally sit down and watch that last yep. episode of Glow. Yep. And then you're like, I need oh, this God. costume or something. That, see, that's brutal. Because yeah. you really can do stuff. Yeah, if it's Sunday it. night, Sunday you night. have hours before school yeah. starts. <laughs> that's actually harder. That's have the props actually harder. Yes. and pieces to yes. make it somehow yes. happen. Yes. And you could even go to the store. If, if you, you need it to. to. Oh. Right. Oh, that Let is... it not be a Sunday night, you guys. <laughs> Let it Sunday. not. I always think Sunday night, yeah, is worse than right before <laughs> you really walk out is. the door. Yeah. Here's your crazy socks. Go to school. You know, yes. like, it's, and I think, like, depending on what the thing is, you know, affects the priority of, like, yeah. what you need to do or right. how you need to do it. Right. But I think the real point is if you decide to step up, especially on a Sunday night, yeah, and do it, yeah, whatever the it is, and it's more than signing a piece of paper, uh-huh. you are a true unsung hero. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. And you have, like, made yeah. this magic thing yeah. happen yeah. for your kid. Yep. And your kid's going to get to go in and feel okay mm-hmm. and... No one at work cares that you stayed up last night doing this amazing no. mir- last-minute miracle poll. Yeah. Like, no one, you can't, like, brag about this no. because it it just seems like, uh, It seems like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. because it doesn't, like, maybe but it, it doesn't. does. Yeah. It doesn't it kinda matter. It kind of does and it doesn't. But it does, yeah. yeah. But it's also, I think it's so much about how what we project. I know you're wrapping up yeah, here, but, no. like, I just have to say, the only thing that ever makes me do something yeah. like that is I just imagine my child yes. walking in Aww. and she's the only one everyone else has their thing and she looks around and she sees and she yeah. feels terrible and people ask her where's your blah 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 and the teacher says oh you didn't bring your I mean yeah. I I come up oh, yeah. with this whole yes. inner story none of which may actually go down that way and by the way there's always gonna be another kid who also doesn't yeah. have the thing Absolutely. You know? You're the only person who feels that way. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) No, that is the like parent nightmare scenario. I think that's the motivator. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's actually, I think in those situations, less about I'm so great, I can fix everything. It is the like (sighs) Yeah. But I want my child to be happy and happy. So we are trying to come to their rescue. We are trying to come to their rescue. And they'll just grow up to be (laughs) incapable of handling (laughs) things on their own. 
and easy fodder for the zombie apocalypse. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Pure Organic Stevia. If you're looking for sweeter ways to start your days, it's time to put down the sugar and pick up Pure Organic Stevia. Pure, spelled P-Y-U-R-E, is an organic, zero-calorie sugar substitute made from the stevia plant that's perfect for sweetening your coffee, tea, or smoothie. And cutting back on sugar can be challenging, but Pure will make you forget sugar was ever an option. Right now, our listeners can get a complimentary sample to try for themselves at this exclusive web address, pureorganic.com slash badmother. That's pure with a Y, available while supplies last. No calories, no sugar, nothing artificial, just pure organic stevia. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. So we had the Halloween carnival at Oscars Elementary School over the weekend, and we decided to go as the whole family. Um, And my mom was also in town, so my mom came along, which was great, and it also meant that we had a one-to-one ratio with (laughs) kids and adults in our party, which really helped. And as we were getting ready to go, Gracie was kind of wearing this complicated costume that... I just kind of knew it was going to be a problem. Like, she's wearing these gigantic heels, like platform heels that Jesse let her buy at the thrift store because he was just like, yeah. she's just so excited about them. I know, yeah, of course. And I was like, what? like I, I was ready to put my foot down. Like, there's no way you can yeah. wear those out. They're just for in the house. Yeah. But, like, somehow dad was the person who was like taking this on. And I was like, fine. You're in charge. You're carrying her pack up yeah. shoes. And, Whatever. Yes. And then there was like a headband thing that wasn't working. So anyways, of course you have to park away from the school and we're walking in. It's going very slowly walking in. And as and like the closer we get to the carnival and you can hear the noise yeah. and all the people, Gracie starts having a meltdown yeah. about her costume and how fucking annoying it is. Yeah. And like how she can't walk and how the headband thing is like falling off and yeah. like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I knew this was going to happen. Yep. And I, I'm going to just like help her work through this. Like we're going (laughs) to, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So as we're getting closer, she just fully stops and she's like taking things off and like jumping, like stomping on them. And like, she's so pissed at this point. (laughs) Oh yeah. And my mom was ready to be like, well, why don't I just like take you to the car and we'll hang out? Like you don't need to go, like, we'll just call it like we can do something else. But I was like. Grace, I remember that you were really excited about the haunted house, and I, I think you'll feel kind of bummed out if you go, don't go to the haunted house. Yeah, like, I don't think it. You're gonna care too much about your costume once you get inside 
the carnival and get to do the stuff that you wanted to do. And she kind of stopped and looked at me and thought about it, realized that I was correct. (laughs) It was like, okay, I want to switch my shoes. (laughs) We're like, okay, great. And we switched her shoes, got rid of the headband. We walked in. She did the haunted house four times. Oh my God. She was so happy. We had a great night. And I just felt genius that I like dealt with it. Handled it. Yes. Handled the shit. Yes. And we still had fun. That's a t-shirt. Handled the shit. (laughs) Good job. Thanks. So it was our Halloween, you know, fair, carnival, haunted house thing at Katie Bell School. And I worked on the haunted house and did some rooms and stuff. But one of the areas that they set it up in was the preschool classroom. Mm-hmm. And so my genius was I took pictures of where everything was. Because, you know, we moved furniture. Yes. We did. We moved furniture. We moved items. So, Whoa. like, when Sunday came and it was time yeah. to reset stuff up, yeah. I could just be like, yes, the table went here. Because to me it was like... Oh, God, I would hate for, like, preschoolers or the teachers yeah. to come back in and that classroom to be not the way it was. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You know, like, it's very generous that they're letting us use it. Oh, use yeah. The space, but simultaneously, I was like, ugh. Anyway, so I felt That's like a genius. That's so thoughtful of you and such a good job. Thank you. Hi, One Bed Mother. I'm calling with a genius moment. I took care of future me and made sure I had a checkbook in all of my bags. And today, at the grocery with both children hanging off the cart and yelling, I had checked out an entire cart of groceries, dug in my purse, and discovered my wallet was in a different bag. But I had my emergency checkbook. So I wrote a check for the first time in many years (laughs) and got to go home with my groceries and not have to return it all. That was all because of all your stories of forgetting your wallet. So thank you, One Bad Mother. So, so good. good. Yeah. And what's remarkable is mm-hmm. as I was listening to September calls, I don't know what it was about the month of September, but almost every other fail was forgetting wow. your wallet. Like so many that so it was many. like we could have done a whole yeah. show of just call after call of people forgetting their wallets. Wow. I, I just thought she was so genius. I'm like can I get multiple copies of my bank card? You know what I mean? Just so I can put them in? Anyway, good job. Good job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so leading into Oscar's birthday, he does not have, like, a great sense of, like, the way time works and days work. <laughs> yes. And Just so you know, that okay. Alice is the same. Okay. Yeah. It's totally different yeah. from how yeah. Gracie was at this age. And so he's always asking for reassurance and understanding about what's coming next yes. and when and like how much time that will be and how like and, and he's very <laughs> impatient. Yeah. So like anytime he's looking like he does not enjoy looking forward to anything (laughs) it's all misery until it happens right like it's so painful to like the anticipation for anything is so painful for him and for me um (laughs) and so anyways but I'm still in the habit of because of great who Gracie is we prepare for everything a thousand times so I'm really in the habit of talking about stuff in advance now like that's what we do And so the night before Oscar's birthday, as I was tucking him in, I made the mistake of saying, and when you wake up in the morning, you'll be five. Oh, no. Okay? 
He woke up at 11.30. Yeah. 11.30. And he understood that it was still nighttime. But he was so excited that he stayed awake (gasps) until 4.30. He was awake from 11.30 to 4.30 on the night before his birthday, which was a school day, by the way. And not only was he awake during that time, but because he shares a room with his siblings, he had to be in with me because I couldn't let him be in there and wake everybody up. So he was with me and he woke me up 200 times for five hours. I mean, it was like the worst torture in the world where like the moment I would be able to like start (laughs) going back to sleep, he'd wake me up again. And I ultimately gave it like by like probably 2.30 in the morning, I was like, go get the zoobs. Go (laughs) get a flashlight. Get some books. Go just make a floor bed. Just do some stuff down there. Just be quiet. Yeah. It was... Go watch television. (laughs) It was literally hell. I was in hell for five hours until we woke up and then it was his birthday. And then, like, of course, like, every hard thing in parenting, that just goes into the void. Yeah. There's no, like... We recover from no. that then the next day no. or like the next night we catch up or like anything. It's just. There's time just taken ha- off of your life. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. Five hours. When you wake up Thank tomorrow, you. five years will have been removed from your life. Oh, Teresa, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, thanks. This is like a really weird fail that feels like I just don't even know. Like I lost time. Like I'm walking through the house yesterday and I'm carrying some cups that I was drying and I guess I was going to look at something in Katie room and then I was coming like back into the kitchen and I don't know how it happened but my jagged fingernail like that's on my oh, no. pointer finger uh. somehow jabbed me inside my nose no I was not like walking and picking yes. I wasn't like I just I don't even know like what muscle jerk <laughs> oh reaction God, happened it was just a weird thing so I just suddenly yeah. was like ah and I cut the inside of my nose and oh we're about God. to walk out the door to a play date and I'm like <laughs> oh and there's like blood pouring oh but it's not God. like a bloody nose where right. like it's just a cut it's just a cut nose. I've got to somehow stop the bleeding and what's, I don't know, like, how do you explain yeah, that to somebody without them thinking that you picked your nose? Totally. I don't, I you cannot do. remember yeah. the series of like yeah. millisecond <laughs> events that led to me jamming. <laughs> have I filed this finger? I have not. And I just, and I keep forgetting. So when I go to like pinch my right. nose for it an itch, yeah. it hurts. Oh my God. It is. I'm just like. It's so weird. What is so why? weird? Just why? why? It was so bad. <laughs> Hi, ladies. This is an epic fail that started with a moment of genius. So my husband's a genius, not me. He has this brilliant idea that when he has to mix up the jar of peanut butter, he takes the mixer blade off of the mixer and he puts it on the drill. And he tells me this, and I think you are a genius. So he perfectly mixes up our peanut butter all the time. But today, I was home alone, and I thought I would try his genius-ness. Um, and I got the drill, and I turned it on nice and slowly and carefully. And as I proceeded to mix up the peanut butter, it proceeded to fly all over my fucking kitchen. There is peanut butter oil and peanut butter goo everywhere, all over my shirt, 
all over the counter, all over the cabinets. It took me forever to clean up because I was crying so hard that I'm not as good as my husband. He's a stay-at-home dad, and I'm a working mom, and it's really hard, and I fail all the time. So why did I have to fail at peanut butter? Um, you guys are doing a great job, and so am I. Thanks. Oh, you Amazing. are. You are doing such yeah. a great We really love job. you a lot. Oh, I know. They're so, they're just like your peanut butter. There are a lot of layers there. Yes. With this, with this moment. Yes. <laughs> so glad that you called. Thank you for calling. You are succeeding at so much. Yes. But definitely not mixing peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I just love that so much. So I can see you yeah. doing it. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Teresa and I both have premium memberships with Care.com, which makes finding care incredibly easy. They're the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. At Care.com, you can find care for everyone in the family, whether you need child care or housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care. Care.com is there for you. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's Care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey, this this week, we are calling Beth Newell, who is the co-founder and editor of the satirical women's magazine, Reductress. She hosts the podcast, We Knows Parenting, along with her husband, Peter McNerney. She co-authored the book, How to Win at Feminism, and co-created the Reductress Minute by Mouth Time podcast. Her work has been featured in The Onion, McSweeney's, and The New Yorker. Beth has over a decade of experience in the New York City comedy scene and is a member of the cult classic improv group Bombardo. She gave birth to her daughter in the backseat of a Honda Fit. Yes! <laughs> yes! Welcome! Best end of bio ever. It is. All bios that come before <laughs> have failed. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Beth. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Before we get into... An obvious question, which will be about the Honda Fit, but we'll save that for the end. Uh, close How is up. it? Do you like it? Yeah, do you like is it? Is it a good car? Is it better than... <laughs> is your child you know, forever actually... sponsored? <laughs> we, You know, it's actually my sister's car, but we did end up getting a free Honda. Uh, we got a free lease on a Honda out of the whole thing. It was kind of crazy. So That's, That's great. amazing. But you do have to call your child Honda forever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we're gonna we're gonna start off with what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? So my uh apartment is me and my husband and our two kids. My son Bryn is four years old, my daughter Maven is two. Excellent. Is there any I mean, I know New York City apartments or Brooklyn apartments. <laughs> is there is there an animal in there too that you willingly No, put in? no <laughs> animals. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, let's start off talking about Reductress. Uh, you, you know, we want to get into the podcast, but I got to say, you know, I know I'm not the only person who loves Reductress uh, and I'm so happy that it's been around uh, so long. And I was wondering if after so many years of doing it, what you have maybe been the most surprised by or if you've gotten something out of doing it you didn't think you'd get. I mean, I can understand the need for it. <laughs> but, I mean, you've been doing it for a while. And I, yeah. Yeah, well, so I always kind of knew there was, like, a need for this among women to have more content that kind of speaks to our experience and our sense of humor. But I yeah. think what has surprised me over the years is that we have a lot of male readers who really appreciate having a peek into our world. <laughs> um, and it, I, I think it, they really feel more informed by it to know these sort of like daily experiences we're having. <laughs> <laughs> but it's done so well. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, uh, it's not like belittling or demeaning or like, it's just gorgeous. I feel like, wasn't there one recently? <laughs> wasn't there like, what camel coat? Should you uh, wear when you are putting men in their place? <laughs> oh, it was like camel coats to wear while you spit at men. Yes, yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it was like so short and simple and just <laughs> perfect. It was, I really, really enjoyed that. Can I, can yeah. I share a recent favorite? Since yeah. That seems to be what we're Let's doing. Let's do that. Let's no, just I share just, favorites. I keep thinking about now. It really, so it is becoming flannel season and I keep thinking, <laughs> I can't get this out of my head, but I saw how to tell men apart during flannel season. And there was just this photo of this guy with a beard and like sunglasses and his flannel shirt. And I was just like, yeah, I just, I know like 30 guys who could look exactly like that right now. Including my husband. Yeah. My husband looks like that too every day. Gosh, you guys should never be at the same party. <laughs> you might go home with the wrong husband. <laughs> Let's get into the podcast. So you and your husband have a podcast, which is called We Knows Parenting, which I think really sets the tone for how informative <laughs> the podcast is going to be when it comes to how good you guys are at the parenting. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about why you started the podcast. Well, we wanted to do a podcast that sort of just spoke to our experience as comedian parents, which is just <laughs> not being experts. And I think, <laughs> you know, there's like a lot of um, media out there that's like, you know, more informed than us. And uh, <laughs> I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think people just want to hear that other people are sort of failing at it occasionally <laughs> and just like rolling with the punches. And, you know, it's nice to know that we're all a little bit of a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, not even a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing it with, you know, your partner. And I, I just was like wondering, you guys are actually kind of working through <laughs> some of your parenting <laughs> and relationship stuff. I, I was just wondering, was that a conscious choice or did that just happen naturally? Like, oh, now we're uh, at the microphone. I need to tell you <laughs> that yeah. we may not agree on this parenting thing that we've done or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think I knew I wanted it to be honest all along. Yeah. I guess I didn't necessarily know like how uh, how much we would be fighting on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is. We did record one episode, but at the end of it, we almost didn't even put it out because it was literally like one argument for the whole podcast. And <laughs> it ended up being like one of our more popular oh, I bet. episodes. Yeah. I think people really enjoyed it. Um, 
Yeah, but it's really interesting coming from the world of reductress where, you know, I sit in a room full of women all day and we, like, are, you know, aggressive feminists. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't always remember to come home and, like, detail those conversations for your partner. Yeah. And I talked to him about that stuff, but it, it is really funny to sort of have to hash it out with him in real time with people listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost that that's actually more of a, a key element of the podcast that makes it so enjoyable, <laughs> if that's the right word to enjoy that. <laughs> it's kind of like couples therapy. You know? I know. You have the, the listeners are like an impartial viewer that forces you to be a little more respectful <laughs> to each other. So that's nice. Well, have you been so like, is there anything that has surprised you about doing the podcast, either in terms of your relationship or just like, oh, yeah, I'm all right as a parent because people have told me that they're listening. I, I know I'm not alone <laughs> doing this. I think uh, it's actually similar to what surprises me about Reductress, whereas a lot of the listeners I hear from for the podcast are not people with kids. And they seem to they seem to be really like sort of studying whether they want to have kids (laughs) or what that would be like if they had that life. It's like, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I know. You recently talked about an episode about allowing yourself not to be a perfectionist parent. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, because I I have a feeling as a comedian, there is a tendency, we have a perfectionist streak in us sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, yeah, talk to us a little bit about the perfectionist parenting. Yeah, that's definitely one of my weaknesses. I think, you know, I go into something with like super high expectations and, uh, you know, I want to have a clean house and order, which Mm -hmm. is just impossible when you have kids. So I have had to like let go of a lot of my attachment to having things look nice (laughs) while my kids are enjoying themselves. I also have sort of had to let go of a lot of control over household tasks because I have to delegate more of that to my husband and let him pitch in so that I don't go crazy. So that means I have to sort of agree with whatever level of quality he brings to the table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have, we call that, this is what I consider clean, and this is what I consider picked up. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our our ongoing fight lately is actually about grocery shopping, which I don't really have a lot of time in my week to go do the grocery shopping, and he's he does that, and I really disagree with his snack choices <laughs> and uh, what what he considers a full grocery shopping list yeah. is very small. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I my uh, poor Stefan will come home home now and be like, "Look, I looked at every strawberry box." And this was the best one I could yeah, find. And believe I'm, me. And I'm still like, no, no, no. I bet there wasn't in the strawberry box there. That would have lasted longer. It would have been better if I had picked it out. Uh, way to fail at this. I'm not even sure what that voice was. All right. Let's let's get to it. I want to I hear your Honda Fit birth story. Oh, my God. Because, yeah. It's really such a long story, but I'll, I'll try to give the shortest version of it. Um <laughs> My labor with my first kid, my son, was really excruciating, as uh, is often the case. And um, my, so I, I had gone to a chiropractor during my second pregnancy to try to loosen up my hips and make the pregnancy, the labor easier. And appar- apparently it worked too well because I, I was laboring at home for a while and I think my pain scale was off because I wasn't having the same mm. issue with my hips as I was during the first labor. The, the labor was pr- progressing much more quickly and more efficiently. <laughs> um, so 
I, our doula showed up. She was going to ride with me to the hospital in the car and she got here and she got here as my water was breaking and she was like, we need to go. <laughs> um, and you know, we got in the car. I, apparently I was fully dilated at that point, wow. which I didn't realize. And so when my water broke, I think my, my daughter's head, you know, just shimmy even to, further yeah. down on the walk to the car. And we were supposed to get to the hospital that's 25 minutes away and we only made it five minutes down the road <laughs> oh. when I, I had a contraction that just like her head burst yeah. out of me and she was, she was suspended out of my legs in the back seat. I was on my knees facing out the rear window, like with my hands on the headrest and my husband, my, my doula pulled my pajama pants down to expose my daughter's head hanging out of me. And my husband turned his head around and looked my daughter in the face and said, should I pull over? <laughs> and then my doula was like, yeah, we need to pull over. So, um, so yeah, she got on the speakerphone with the midwife. He got out to call 911. And by the time he got back in the car, I was holding my daughter in a towel. Oh, so. my God. Oh, thank God there was a towel. Who was smart enough to pack yeah. a towel? <laughs> <laughs> it was not enough to spare no. the backseat of that car. I'll tell you that. No, no, there, there are not enough towels. <laughs> <laughs> that is, what uh, I really like is, that was my sister's car. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we... We had taken our car in for inspection that week, and it was deemed unfit for driving. Um, and so we were driving my sister's car, and that's what inspired me. To, I tweeted at Honda, and I said, I just gave birth in the backseat of a Honda Fit. Can I have a free car? Yeah. And then this dealership in Brooklyn gave us the free lease. So it, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> that's just amazing. It is amazing. It is truly the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, and totally at your expense. Well, um, can I just can I can I just ask like how how did you feel? About, like how did you feel about like were you were you freaked out or were yeah. you just like that calm like well, my body's just doing like did you have those like, you know, relaxed hormones <laughs> like everything's going to be fine or were you like it, really pissed? It honestly felt amazing because my first labor was so long and there was a lot of anxiety leading up to it because my water had broke and I wasn't having contractions. Mm. And so we were trying to get the labor. It was just like one of those long extended things. Yeah. And, um, and, and that labor was so painful. So then this time I got to labor at home, which is what I'd wanted with the first one. And I was sort of like in the zone, just like me in bed. My husband was sleeping next to me for the entire labor, <laughs> just like stone cold asleep. Uh, while I mo moaned through the night. Um, yeah, and, how are those uh, first? How are those first years of the infants in your house? <laughs> Stephen could Stephen could sleep through all screaming. I'm like, how are you sleeping through this? Yeah, uh, I don't know. So I would done. just kick him, but that's yeah. that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I love it. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, again, we are just tremendous fans of Reductress, and I will make sure everybody can hear the the podcast we knows parenting and if no one for some reason is aware of reductress we'll make sure they know where that is too <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me absolutely i hope you have a great rest of your day you too okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.
dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? The podcast that dares to say that white dudes' opinions aren't the only opinions. If you have a movie pass, like... Get a ticket to no. it to support Taraji, then go home. Ant-Man seems so unnecessary at this point. Ant-Man is like a ketchup packet too many. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. I wanted to see Wolverine kick ass and eat some popcorn and have a good time. Alonzo Duralde. Is this Andy Richter? Yeah! Oh my God. And April Wolf. I love wild things because we get to see Kevin Bacon's day. <laughs> Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Going into a bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Is that possible? Is that's that true? possible. Yeah. Should I check with your therapist? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will be. <laughs> Who are you, dude? You're all over the place. I got a lot of respect for you, man. That's, that's dope. Bullseye. Creators you know. Creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. I love it. Love it. Love it. She is a delight. Yep. And I have just always been such a fan of Reductress and so happy that exists. And this is a really funny podcast. Uh, And it's just great. Just good job. Good job. You know who's also doing a good job? A mom having a breakdown. Hey, one another. Um, This is a rant. Being a single mom is really hard. Sometimes it is, like, super hard. So sometimes I'm so busy and going so many places at once, I forget shit. So, yes, I teach full-time. I'm a single mom. This morning alone, I got up. I had to wash my son's soccer socks because I forgot to wash them last night. My dryer went bad, so I had to tumble dry my son's socks for two and a half hours for the soccer game that I had to be at to take my son to and to coach. And I'm coaching not because I really want to coach or I want to be doing this right now, but because no one else would coach. And when I called in late to get my son signed up for soccer, which was two days late because you sign up for September soccer in July, I was two days late and he got put 14th on the wait list but they'd take him off the wait list if I coached if 10 other kids wouldn't get to coach wouldn't get to play so they needed a coach and I could add my kid to the list so now not only do I have my full-time teaching job I have two other secondary jobs that I do on the side to support my teaching and I'm a soccer coach and and I have to remember to read to my son every night and sign the reading list and I have to make a bag talk in the morning and eight billion other things I do in a day and a weekend. And then my dryer goes out and I have to tumble dry socks with no feet until they're just like damp because I didn't know this the night before. I knew it, but I forgot about it. And now all of that is done today and I'm going grocery shopping now because I only have time on weekends to get shit done. There are not enough hours in a day for me to properly parent my kid and I love him 
more than anything in the world. I want more than anything in the world to be a good parent. And I, there's times I don't have enough hours to do it. And I, I'm tired and I'm frustrated. And on top of all of it, I don't have anybody else to talk to. So um, I appreciate your phone line. I can come and rap to you guys. Bye. You are doing such a good job. Yeah, you are. Like, I have very little to say other than yeah. I just want to sit here and put you in my lap <laughs> and, like, give you all the hugs and, like, mm-hmm. you're doing, <laughs> regardless of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing, like, that is a shit ton of work. And I am irate on your behalf about the soccer coaching thing. That's crazy. And you are, this is, this goes right into what we were talking about. This is the last minute miracle. You're performing these like acts that you're right. No one's seeing, right? Like it's really hard. There's no one like saying, you know what? I know you don't have to buy time to be a soccer coach, but you're doing it because it's something that your kid loves and you want to be able to do that for them. And I think I see, I, I see you. I, I see you doing that. And I see all the other hard work that you are doing. And you are doing such a remarkable job. And you're doing all of those things because you love your son and because you are a good parent. I just want to add, I mean, you really said it all, but uh, teaching is a really hard job. And it's not the only hard job. There are a lot of hard jobs. But... Like, you know, I worked in a very busy law office and that was a very demanding job, but I still had my desk and yeah. my computer and my moment to sit there with my coffee. And I had it's still kind of a break in a way, whereas I feel like teaching not only is it such a hard job and so demanding, but like where's the break yeah do you know what i'm saying like it's you're just you're you've taken on so much and not 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 that i mean you've taken it on but it's on you yeah one way or another yeah. whether you've taken it on or not there's a lot on, on you. you yeah and i just really want to acknowledge yes. that that this is so you're doing so many hard things right now this is like why I just feel like, again, this goes back to the whole, we should be high-fiving the shit out of each other all the time. Yeah. You're yeah. working so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's, it should be recognized. Yeah. I, it just should be recognized. Yes. Go at, Making time to go to the store and get the goddamn groceries should be recognized. Soccer coaching, recognized. Work, recognized. Backpacks, recognized. Lunches, recognized. All of it. Yes. So many things we're juggling. So many things we're dropping. But we pick it all back up and we do it again. You are doing... I don't want to yell. I don't want to hurt people's (laughs) ears on the podcast. But you are doing such a great job. Yes. And you are not alone. Call the hotline as much as you want. Join us online. Uh, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Teresa, what did we learn today? I know that we learned about stepping up, helping our children when they need our help, hopefully helping them navigate 
responsibility. But I really, <laughs> really think now that I think about it, that the real lesson is that you can totally bullshit your way through something at the last minute. Yeah. That's, That's what, what we're, we're teaching, teaching them. <laughs> All right, party all through high school and college because you're totally going to be able to pull this together at the last minute. We also learned that honesty surrounding parenting is really the best option. Mm-hmm. Learn that from our guests. We learn that every week. We learn that from our callers. Everybody, you're doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah, and it's hard. And it's all the time. And, like, not all of it comes easily. Yeah. So we get asked to do a lot of stuff we don't want to do. Yeah. And and like some stuff we're good at. Yeah. Some stuff we like feel like we suck at, but like we're still pretty awesome for doing all the stuff. I agree. You know? We're all pretty awesome. Yeah. And if I was there right now, I would be high fiving the shit out of you. So you can look for me at your local target, <laughs> wandering through, looking for the high fives. You're all doing good. It is a reality that the holidays are coming. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Because we're going to be here Mm -hmm. panicking with you. Yep. And failing along the way. So we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down Mama Blue. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.